My name is Claudia Pribola, the Chief Operating Officer at the New Jersey Elder Law Center at Goldberg Law Group. In my role as COO, I am confronted daily with families in need, in need of attention, resources, and a plan. These families all have one thing in common, and they may not even know it. They all seek the one thing that their senior members can provide them, and that all parents might provide their children and grandchildren. They're looking to maintain their legacy. My name is Clelia Pergola, and I am here to focus on your legacy. Thank you, Roseanne. Roseanne DeTorres, she is joining us today. She is the managing partner and co-founder of DeTorres and George Family Law. I am in awe of people like you that can be so well-rounded and be so eloquent and you know, those lawyers, they like to talk. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Now you work, for, you work with one, a couple of those people. Yeah. So, well, and interestingly enough, uh, you know, I was going to say, you're not the typical attorney. So oh. you've been along in my journey and I've been around, I would say hundreds, if not thousands of lawyers throughout mm -hmm. my uh, I know this about you. Yeah. And there is a certain profile, right? That an attorney fits and time is something that is valued very much by attorneys because it's obviously how they make money. Mm -hmm. But you are talking about dedicating your time to your community and giving back. And I find that very interesting because that you're sort of contradicting your profile, your makeup, right? Do you ever think about that? How it's not? I don't think of it that way at all. I, you know, the way I think you build a business is by uh, getting people to know you, like you, and trust you. And how do they do that if you're not in the community? If all I did was have a sign on the side of the road, nobody would ever find me or know anything about me. But when you get into the community and you volunteer and you work at something and you participate in the community and you give back your resources to the community, whether it's your time or your money or both, then people begin to know you. And when you when they know you, they want to know you personally. And when people, I think, know you personally, they know your journey, your personal journey. That's how they begin to like you and trust you. If when you keep things on the professional surface, that's not the best way to build rapport. But if you share a little bit about yourself and your personal life, I think that that resonates with people. And uh, I never think of the time I spend serving the community as time wasted at all. In fact, I think it's helped me grow my business, quite the contrary. I think that those connections to the community, the time that I spent in those environments has gained uh, me a, like a name recognition. People know my name. They may not know me more than that, but they were like, oh, I know, I've heard of her yeah. uh, because, you know, I'm. I'm an old fart too. I'm like 20 years older than you. So I've had a lot more time on the earth to, to do it. Don't be jealous. <laughs> 
So, I mean, and I've also, you know, I just, I moved out of Hunterdon County in 2020, but I lived in Hunterdon County for 20 some years. And so, you know, I was, I, I worked on the main street in Flemington for 20 some years. So, you know, people, you get to, people get to know you. And I, and I a hundred percent agree with you. And I'm always, you know, you see me on social media and I try to put my authentic self out there, mm. uh, flaws and all, I will have stuff stuck in my teeth and I will make sure <laughs> that I circle it and show people, uh, or if I break out with a pimple, <laughs> just like we're ri- we, we I want to be able to be myself. I don't want to put on an act. It's hard to, to put on an act and then constantly have to keep up with it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I wish that more attorneys looked at running a business like you and I, because it's, you're, you're right. It does reflect in the bottom line. Um, but you also, I think, need to know that you're an outlier and uh, you're a pioneer, that not all attorneys are like this. And I'm I'm proud to say that I'm, I'm surrounded by you. So uh, talking about legacy and we've talked about Anne-Marie, uh, I, I don't know much about your father, but I do know the amazing Rosie <laughs> and I absolutely adore her. But the, the question is, is where did you learn all this wisdom? Was it from your parents, from what they did or didn't do? So, you know, that's a really, that's a deep question. Wow. Uh, my mom is an introvert and she's 93. She's going to be 94. She lives in my house and I, she's lived with me for the past five, six years. Uh, it's challenging to have your mother in your home. I'm not going to lie. And so I don't know that, you know, my mother was not the source of wisdom. She had seven kids. And by the time she got to me, I was the sixth child. I think she was just exhausted. And whatever she had available in terms of wisdom, she'd already given it to the rest of my siblings. My father was much more uh, open, if you will, and much more talkative and uh, would we would have long conversations about the news and the world and, you know, the future. And he was much more, uh, my mom was shy. My mom is a shy person. Uh, my dad, who was the gregarious, I know why she fell in love with him because he was big. He had a big personality. He was very funny and he could make anybody laugh. Uh, he was just the guy when, you know, he was the guy at the party you always paid attention to. He had, uh, he was smart as a whip, got into computers when computers were first born, when they took up whole rooms. My dad was in computers and uh, we lived, you know, like a middle class, pretty good lifestyle, you know, in central Jersey. But what I got, I think, most from them is that uh, my dad always told me that I could do anything I wanted to do. When I went through grade school and I thought about my future, I never had a limiting belief about what I could do. I set my heart on something and I did it. I never felt like anybody held me back. And he always told me this guy was the limit. If I wanted to go to college, he would make it happen. If I wanted to do this, he would help me get there. And um, But also beyond that, 
which I think is a gift to give to kids, is that there's no limitations. It's all up to you. If you, if you want to do this thing, whatever it is, that you have the power to do it. You have it in you. And that gave me a lot of confidence. But the other thing was that um, his work ethic. My dad was a worker. He worked hard for his family. My mother, too. My mother worked until she was 70, a full-time job. Uh, she was a bookkeeper for local attorneys that they don't, the firm doesn't exist anymore, but she worked for the last 10 years for a local attorney as the bookkeeper for their firm. And my dad worked uh, as well late into his 60s. And when he lost his big C-suite job, he was a corporate executive, he did anything. My dad was never too proud to work at Walmart. He drove, he drove the the ambulance for the rescue squad. He worked, he drove the school bus at Matheny school for uh, disadvantaged uh, adults and children. He would, he got paid to drive the school bus to take the, the residents to their, wherever they had to go. He worked for a moving company. Now this is after he's been through the C-suite up here. He can't get a job anymore as a C-suite guy because he's in his sixties. Nobody's going to hire him. He still went to work. He was the guy that when you wanted to move, he would come in and take an inventory of how many rooms you had. And he had a little toy poodle. He'd drive around all day with his little toy poodle. And he never stopped working until he really, he had to because he had uh, Alzheimer's, my dad. And the last, you know, 10 years of his life were little by little, he just kind of slipped away. And I would say the last three or four years, he lost his voice. He, he was alert and caught awake, but he didn't say anything. And he, I don't know if he understood anything. He would do this a lot. <laughs> so anyway, he, he died in my home. You know, I was blessed to be there at his, when he took his last breath um, and, to, and for me and my partner, Beth, to care for him in the last few weeks of his life. Um, so if, that's my dad, Charlie. He was, he was a great guy. I and mean, I miss him so much. I miss, I missed him before he died. You know what I mean? Because he, he, he slipped away before then. I, I know the, the feeling and it's, uh, it's, I think it's the, the toughest part of life, uh, especially I, I'm not discounting what the individual goes through, but I think as a caregiver, it is equally as tough, if not more, because you have to live on with the decisions that were made and you, and you have to revisit everything that happens and kind of make sense of it. And it affects your life, you know, all of, whether you like your parents or not, I, I, we deal with many families and a lot of people don't like their parents. <laughs> I'm blessed to, to love my, my mom. And, um, but you, a lot of people have to take care of them. And, you know, some people are on the outs and then they become better off at the, at the very end. And, you know, and I think that the end of life, it really has to do with like you as a person and your just who you are, like some, you know, whether this should be discussed or not, I'm always authentic in that, 
you know, my husband had someone in the family that passed away and the family wasn't very fond of, but I told him, you know, you, you should go because you're not going to have that chance again. And this is, you're on the, whatever you're on the five yard line. So that's it. Like, and it's going to say something about you at the very end. And so I think it's, I think it's hard to, um, to watch somebody slip away from you mentally, but still be there physically. It's a, it's a whole nother, you know, uh, thought process, Mm -hmm. but, but I think that was great advice that you gave Brandon. Because, you know, I did that. I did what I did for my parents and what I'm still doing for myself. Really, I do it for my own sort of self-respect and because I feel a duty because I can do it. And and I got to tell you, I mean, so for all, everyone that's listening, we have a, a one thing group. I'm sure I will have them all on the show at some point, <laughs> uh, but they're fabulous women uh, in internally, externally, uh, professionally, they're all the top, the, the, the most elite of the state. And I get to call them my friends and we get together and it started off from a, a business perspective. Casey Gosell, she's a corporate attorney. Um, again, fabulous. She put it together with the one thing and we went on this retreat. We grew more than ever. And then we just get together at least once a month, whether it be on the phone or, you know, now with COVID Zoom or we're really excited to be in person. And when we're in person, Rosie comes along <laughs> and Rosie is there. And she's how old? She's 92? Three. 93. And she she'll have her little book. She loves going with to with me to see you girls. She gets such a kick out of you guys. <laughs> I I can only imagine. So she sits there, just she gets an earful. This sweet <laughs> old lady, like you. This and you look at old people and you just see like wisdom, right? Like they just sit there, experience, and there's just this air about them. At least that I think, and they're. I think old people are absolutely adorable. They're like dogs or children. Like I just want to eat them up. And she just sits there like very calm reading her book. And here are, what are we, nine now women, all from different aspects of life, all very different, but very similar. And And all ages. All ages. And we get into the craziest conversations. I mean, what is it? The, the youngest is 35, maybe. And the oldest is what, 60? And Donna's, yeah, Donna's like 60 or 61 or something like that. And we, I mean, sex, drugs, rock and roll, <laughs> politics, mm-hmm. everything that you- Work, marriage, dating- Oh, divorces. It <laughs> runs the gamut. So and true. this, and, and, and it's like having sometimes like a child in the room and you you try to, <laughs> to curve your, your conversation. And no. with Rosie, there is no curving. <laughs> no. She hears it all. I mean, you would think that we were like eight drinks in. I know. She, she, she gets, so well. 
She loves it. She loves it. I am so glad that I brought her that one time. And then I just kept bringing her because I think it really, first of all, she loves that people, you know, you guys pay attention to her because I'm just like, you know, every day, you know, same old, same old. (laughs) She gets sick of me and I'm sure, you know, just like I get sick of her. And so she loves to see you guys because you pay attention to her and you, you know, you inquire and, and you're affectionate towards her. But also just because I think she vicariously gets a supercharge out of our lives, you know, that she's really getting a glimpse of who her daughter is and what what our lives are really like. Because I we don't my mother's very close, like with me, you know, she doesn't share. But when she hears all you guys talking about all these personal things, I think she really she gets into it. She likes it. And I think it it gives her energy. I think it improves her life. I think it gives her a reason to keep going. And, you know, it's, I I have to state it for the listeners. It's so important. You are such an example to the world on what a beautiful thing caregiving can be, because here you are I have read your all of your accomplishments. I'm not sure I understand. Yeah, she doesn't understand either. See that, Alexa? <laughs> her name. She doesn't understand how you accomplish this much. But, and this attorney, there's this air about you. And put together your daughter too. And I, I see your daughter with your mom. And then I see you with your mom. And you're different. You're, you're yourself, but you're different. I see like your soul almost like you're very careful with her. You're very attentive and even caregiving can be very frustrating. I mean, anybody that has been a caregiver knows, and sometimes you feel guilty even saying it, but the way that you handle things. And I think that's so important in life. It's not the fact that you do things, it's how you do things. You make her feel loved and a part of it. And I think that speaks volumes to who you are. So um, I'm sure you don't, you know, the caregiving is not a, it's a thankless job, unfortunately, but I thank you because I, I, I envy people like you. I, I want to see more of people like you. Well, thank you for all those kind, kind words. I, I appreciate that. Um, I got to tell you though, on any given day, I'm scared to death of everything. And if it wasn't for my, my belief in God and my effort to uh, stay attuned to what my God, I think wants me to be doing, on any given day, I would not be able to do anything. I would be paralyzed. Um, I, I just don't want your listeners to think like I'm Wonder Woman uh, with a suit of armor, although I have a picture of her over there. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I have my, please, me, I, believe me, I have my flaws and, and I have uh, uh, always something to work on. Um, I can be short-tempered and uh, oftentimes too direct for my own good. And uh, especially with my mom. Uh, but 
I, I, I appreciate what you're saying, but trust me, I'm a, still a work in progress. And I, but I've always had a learning heart, meaning I'm always open to learn and to criticism. And that's a beautiful thing. And I also think that if you are that person that is always willing to learn, then if I can give you some advice, you know, not being on this earth as much as you, but I love to, <laughs> yes, please. I love to give my advice is that don't, what's the word? Don't shortchange yourself. Yes, you have all these accomplishments. And listen, we're not going to sit here and I'm authentic too. I mean, I have, I've had panic attacks. I've said it on social media, but that doesn't make me, I'm not defined by the panic attacks, right? Or I'm not defined by all the failures. I'm defined by my successes, I think, and the way that I treat people. Because um, like you said before, it's how you make somebody feel. So all your accomplishments, I want you to go back and watch this video again. Because <laughs> when I said all that, and then I gave you an additional accomplishment, uh, uh, I gave you another compliment, you went back and said, well, I don't want your listeners to think, but you are, you are an amazing person. And it's okay to say that, you know, and you maybe have had challenges in your life, but you haven't let those challenges define who you are or set you back. You've given back to the world by going back to what was something that was uncomfortable and seeing how that you, you can affect that population in a positive way. So that, you know, that reminds me of our friend Kim's uh, grit, her grit uh, legacy. And I think that that's probably something that I did get from both of my parents, that grit, that kind of stick to itiveness, this sort of a, a tenacious effort, always putting in effort. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciate that. And you're right. We should all think about ourselves uh, being defined as our successes. Um, so thank you. So we've talked about family history. We've talked about kids. We've talked about life lessons, uh, hopes for the future. Is there anything that we haven't mentioned or haven't discussed today that you want our listeners to know? No, I think we covered a lot of ground about legacy. We did. We did. And um, I'm sure I'll have you on here again, because I know that you have more to share. I would love But that. in the interim, for all the people that are maybe going through something that you've gone through in the past, I would hope that you are open to them reaching out to you. Of course. Is what's the that. best way that they can reach you? Well, you can find us on our website, www.dndfamilylaw.com. Or you can call our office at 908-284-6005. Roseanne, thank you for being on here. And thank you for being a friend. Thank you, Claudia.